Well, all right. Well, uh, Aisha, if you could lead us in the Fatiha, we'll get started. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم Thank you. All right, so I'm on the system mic, so it might be a little different. But actually, we have uh, other people are going to be speaking now, too. Um, I think Omar will take this, and then we'll take it from there. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والليل إذا يخشى والنهار إذا تجلى وما خلق الذكر والأنثى إن سعيكم لشتى فأما من أعطى واتقى وصدق بالحسنى فنيسره لليسرى وأما من بخل واستغنى وكذب بالحسنى فنيسره للعسرى وما يغني عنه ماله إذا تردى إن علينا للهدى وإن لنا للآخرة والأولى فأنذرتكم نارا تلظى لا يصلاها إلا الأشقى الذي كذب وتولى وسيجنبها الأطقى الذي يؤتى ماله يتزكى وما لأحد عنده من نعمة تجزى إلا ابتغاء وجه ربه الأعلى ولسوف يرضى صدق الله العظيم By the night when he covers and the day when he shines radiantly and him who has created male and female low forth is dispersed towards divers end and for him who gives and is and is dutiful towards Allah and believes, surely we will ease his way unto the state of ease. But as for him who hoards and deems himself independent and disbelieves in goodness, surely we will ease his way into adversity. His riches will not save him when he perishes. Lo, wars it is and guidance, the guidance. And lo, unto us belongs the latter portion of the former and the former. Therefore, have I warned you of the flaming fire? We must wretched must endure. He who dies and turns away, far removed from it, will be the righteous, who gives his wealth that he may grow in goodness and for none with him any favor for reward. Any favor for reward, except as seeking to fulfill the purpose of his Lord Most High, he verily will be content. Okay, thank you. So, so the imagery here is the 
is uh, sexual imagery of covering, and the Leila here is the masculine. So we'll look at some of that, and this will come out in the poem. So if Klaus could read us the first poem that begins this chapter for Ibn Arabi. The night covers over what is in the unseen, the strange, the wondrous, and the sun makes appear the light blocking, covering over and concealing who? And the individual, if he is a female, he does not beget a male until there comes another to make him in the predicament of a male. Who? Effusive generosity is basis. The opposite of generosity comes not by this basis. Instead, generosity itself makes appear who. There is nothing that will suffice you but God. So be satisfied with who, as cherisher, and do not be one of those who continue to pass the night, concealing inside them the who. Stand and be sustained by who, as a signpost at the top of the raised lands. And if you witness a moon as a crescent, Making the rest of the moon full, a full moon is who? If the lower self wind beckons you one day on account of an imperfection, then its caller is crying out to spur you away from who? His gift is gracious favor, first and last and not based on compensation in exchange. This is how I remember who. Indeed, the final fitting recompense in the garden is not a compensatory substitute. If it were compensation for my deeds, then I would not be someone honored by who. Thank you. So uh, we have here a number of images are coming out and these images are going to be related to what we will look at in how shapes and rotations of particles and entities in other worlds or other dimensions, how they manifest in places that we can see. So we'll be looking at some of those. Now Ibn Arabi is, uh, I'm sure that when he was speaking, and reciting and recording the Futuhat to his dozen of people or so that would be around him, I'm sure many of them were thinking, what the heck is going on? Because he's using concepts, he's describing things that are taking sometimes hundreds of years later before anyone in languages such as mathematical languages are able to describe these things. And so he's having to come up with his own descriptions, his own images, and uh, it's up to us then to try to bring these down or connect these into images that we're familiar with, into our languages. And so 
one of the places that this is these complex numbers. And Ibn Arabi is always telling us that numbers are not one dimensional. They're not a number line. And in fact, some numbers are on a number plane so that numbers not only go up and down the number line, they go uh, perpendicular to it as well. And we call these ones complex numbers. And uh, one of the places where contact complex numbers comes is when talking about waves. And Ibn Arabi is talking about when the two parties meet, when the real, when Huck meets with the creation, with the human being, an angel is that meeting itself. And so he comes up with three different descriptions or maybe axes of where these waves are going. They have a inverse motion, they have a direct motion, and they have a lateral motion. So he's describing, in a, he's describing wave motion, which has, we're used to only thinking about mustaqim, that is straight, but actually we're not to translate mustaqim as straight, but as most direct, because a curve can be mustaqim because it's the most direct way for that one to go from here to there. And so we also have, uh, so Gauss, uh, when talking about these, uh, let's, let's hear Klaus say uh, this quote from Gauss. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mute the mic, Klaus, minus eins, Wurzel aus eins, nicht positiv, negative, imaginäre oder gar unmögliche Einheit, sondern etwa direkte, inverse, laterale Einheit genannt, so hätte von einer solchen Dunkelheit kaum die Rede sein können. Thank you. Yeah, we are in this Dunkelheit, we're in this darkness because we have these very poorly formed names for these, these places, positive, negative. So positive is good, negative is bad, and imaginative, well, we don't even need to think about that because it's all an illusion. So these are really horrible terms. Uh, and so Gauss, proposes direct, inverse, and lateral. And of course, this turns out to be wonderful uh, uh, translation of Mancusa, Afakia, and Mustapima. So Mancusa is inverse, that is the head over tails. And Afakia is the horizontal, the horizon, the lateral. And Mustapima is the most direct, whether it's a curve or a straight line, it's the most direct way. So we're seeing that Ibn Arabi is himself creating these, these words and terms for what he's seeing. And in this case, what he's seeing in, wet, in waves. And so we also have to begin to look at these. So we have number line, number plane, and then we have another thing, which is where the quaternions come in. And in physics, they're called spinors. And these are some of these spinors, some of these entities, they have to go around twice to get back to the origin. And so you will right away understand that we're talking about that, that um, the strip that we've looked at, which is the first and the last, wherever you notch it, and the outward and the inward. It's one surface. So the outward is the inward, is the first, is the last. And on such a strip, this Mobius strip, as we go around it, when we go around the first time, we end up underneath, 
then we go around again and then we, enter, we start on top. So we have to go around twice to get back to where we started from. So keep that image strongly inside you. So these, uh, and, and if you look at mathematicians and physics, physicists talking about these things, they'll tell us that spinners, that's where we need to understand them. We need to understand what's happening with these, these things. So if you look at point of origin, that when we have, a, if you have a line, you can have a middle, a center point. And if you have a plane, you can also find the center point by this, the center between the, 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 this end and that end, and then this end and that end, and that will give you a center point. And even in a sphere, you can draw all the, the lines and find out what's the center point of this sphere. But when you get to the next higher shape, there's not a point of origin, there's a line of origin, a line of origin. So that in a point, you can say that this point is the center of this ball, but in a next stage up, a hypersphere, the center of the hypersphere will be a line. So everything on that line will be in the center. And this is what Ibn Arabi talks about as the special face that every created being has, and which I call the cosmological shish kebab. So as you can see, this cosmological shish kebab is a line of origin. Everything on that line of origin, that line of origin is its center. So each one of these can say, I am the center of the universe. And if you've, all, if you've asked yourself, as Ibn Arabi is encouraging us, how is it that God can live in a heart of someone and then live in the heart of someone else? And then how can there be a special face that is the first center place, the center of all of the, the of God's manifestations? And the answer is the cosmological shish kebab. Everything on a line of origin can say that I am the center of the universe and that what is creating and manifesting this universe is happening inside my center. And then you can say, you are the center of the universe and everything that's happening in you is happening from the center of the universe. So you are on the line of origin and we are all on the line of origin. So we speak about this mystically as we're all connected. Uh, you could speak about it mathematically or topologically as we are all on a point on the line of origin. Now this is a passage that, that I would go over often and often for hours for the last few days. And uh, I'll go over the passage in, in Arabic and then just each word, stop, try to visualize, get the next clause, visualize, and go over and over and over again. And I often see it, but very rarely am I able to say, this is that, this is that, this is this. So here's the passage. So now let us cite about this alighting place. So that's the surah number 92, Layla, the alay, what is connected to it. And that is the chapter that Ibn Arabi is writing. And it is where the meanings wed the bodies in an unseen nikah, so an unseen marriage or, or sex, based on idea as opposed to based on word. Their properties are reproduced between them, 
and this is the veiling curtain over the unseen hand of the divine. Part of Hugh's process is that she is not perceived. So if we look, let's just hold off there for a second. We look at a sphere and a plane. So if we're on a plane and we can only see two dimensions and the sphere is going to come as in flatland, the sphere is going to come through our plane. So the sphere is gonna say, let me show you myself and I will slowly come through your plane of existence. So when this sphere comes through the plane of existence, the first thing we see is a dot and a circle, bigger and bigger and bigger until the equator comes. And then the circle gets smaller and smaller and smaller, a dot, and then disappears. So that's our experience of the sphere, which is one dimension higher than us in this flatland. That's our experience. And we might say, oh, look, that circle repeats itself. It's the same circle. So, you know, the first part of the sphere comes in, we see a circle this big. And then the last part of the circle is leaving, or the sphere is leaving, we see another circle, the same size. So we say, those are two similar circles, they're the same. But in the higher dimension, the sphere says, no, they're not. One of them is my southern hemisphere that came first, and the next is my northern hemisphere, which came next. And in Arabic, the way you describe such a situation is called the shapes resemble each other and therefore are confusing. So we're confused when shapes look the same. And this is exactly a situation where the shape, the circle, looks the same, whether it's northern or, or southern. And then to re remove this confusion, we have to separate them. We have to do bayina. And so to separate is like clarified butter, ghee. You have to separate the, the, into the foam on this side and the yellow on this side. And so you do the separation. And now you see, aha, this is the Northern hemisphere and this is the Southern hemisphere. So these circles now, they look the same, but we know them to be different. So this is the key that the divine hand is moving something. And I don't know whether that, and it looks the same as my hand moving something. So if my hand and the divine hand are moving something and they look the same, then I'm confused because the shapes are the same. So I need to clarify them, separate them and see this is the divine hand and this is my hand. And they look exactly the same. So, and based on this are the entirety of manifest images in the dust. So the dust is the primordial matter in which, which kind of hold on to these uh, beings which come to them. So this is the dust. The dust is to these images like the woman and the images are to her like the husband. Brought forth from the two is simply the entities of the two. So brought forth, here's the two, brought forth of them is their own entity. This is one of the most strange and wondrous of the mysteries where the child is exactly the entity of the father and the mother to the one he is his child and the father and the mother are exactly the entity of the child to the one the two are to him, two parents. This is what Halaj, God be kind to him, says, alluding to in his statement, my mother gave birth to her father. So this is where, you know, you sit, you can sit for hours and go through all of this until things start, you begin to see things. But then to identify them, that's been very hard. My mother gave birth to her father. 
So one of the things that happens that when we try to say we have two spheres now, which look the same. And from what we know from topologies and all these, these kinds of geometries, we can say that there is a oriented volume. So there's a left-hand sphere and there's a right-hand sphere. So they're oriented differently. They look the same, but one of them is actually a right hand and the other is a left hand. So to clarify them, we need to separate the two and think, where did they come from? So Bernabe is saying that you see a sphere and you say, oh, that's the mother. And then you see another sphere and you say, well, it looks exactly the same, but he's saying, no, they're not. That one's the child. And that child rotates and makes the mother and the mother rotates and makes a child, but it's four things. So with that Mobius strip, with the one surface, there's, you go around and there's four things happening. You go around, then you start transitioning to the inward, you transition to the outward, you transition to the inward, you transition to the outward. So you have this and you have to go around twice to get to the beginning. So this is something like in quaternion multiplication, my original shape, mother, the right-hand original sphere, gave birth, that is rotated this entity to a child, which now becomes the left-hand original sphere, who is her father, and that's the projected plane. So as this, as this is coming from another dimension, we see a sphere, goes like this, it goes like this, it goes like this, it goes like this, it goes like that. Four different things. So it appears, grows, flicks, and then does something else, and then comes back, flicks into a projected plane, grows, and then does something else and comes back. So four different things. So that is, my mother gave birth to her father. And sometimes I see it, and then to try to take it from what I see, and then say, okay, this is what labeling the different uh, stages, that one doesn't really work. But we can use Halaja's poem, my mother gave birth to her father. And then in this next Dilahi, much easier to understand, the rose returns to its root. So let's have that. Muhammadi illallahu anhaq I am the true Mansur loves Allah Christ anhaq I am truth Allah loves Mansur dies the rose returns into its root Within truth is only I, within I only truth. Mansur unveils the great I am, Analhak sings each atom. Where is he, east, where is west? Where is path, where is gold? Where is Rob? Where is Ruth? On Al-Haq, I am truth. On sacred Hajj, the Wali cries. This is not the true Kaaba, nor in the East.
east nor in the west the true cabal is on al-haq when the desire that run my thought of close into the world heart will melt our I am true with all creation in my arms. Will this hurt sustain my way? As a cry, I am truth with paradise evaporate. Execution, pure love, sweeter than a martyr's death. Crying out, I am truth, Allah's breath becomes my breath. Tiltari kajerai, illahak Muhammadi, illallah, illahu, anahak, I am the truth. Okay, thank you. So this Ilahi is a beautiful and easier and more delightful way for most of us to approach how some kind of sphere, some kind of point, which is either no dimension or all dimensions, manifests in dimensions which we can perceive. And when the, the ball is manifesting in our, in our reality, in our plane of existence, we can't tell the difference between this one and this one. If we only could see where it came from and the process and order it came in, we would know which is which. And so in Arabic, to be confused is to have similar shapes and not be able to say, this is that, this is that. And so the uh, right-hand sphere or an oriented volume is, can be oriented in many different ways or more than one ways or a left-hand way or a right-hand way. So then we look at that, each of these entities that are coming out are manifestations of this greater entity. So if we're on the plane and the sphere is coming through us, then every one of those circles, as they get bigger and bigger, hit the equator and they get smaller and smaller, each one of those circles, each one of the different circles is the same sphere. And then when that same sphere comes and the circles look the same, two circles look the same, we don't know which one is my breath, which one is your breath. And we're not oriented because we can't see that this is an east or a westly oriented sphere. We can't see that because we are only able to see the outside in a sense. And so those who can see those say they understand where this thing that has come that we that comes into our plane where it came from and what it's doing and that it's manifesting and that each one of them is the same. So the dissolving will be there of all of these distinctions. We say, oh, this is a big circle and this is a little circle. They're not the same. Well, the circles are not the same, but the sphere that's passing through is the same. So this is, uh, so you either come at this through mathematics or you come at this through Ilahis and uh, just, the lines are a lot easier, I have to say. <laughs> now, so this is um, 
we see two things and we think if these are opposites or they're the same. And so this whole question about what is similar, what is actually different comes up here. So Bernard B is moving towards the, another part of this enclosed fence of the 92nd surah. They said the most fast appears in the curtain and another than the curtain. The witness distinguishes between the two images. So when you're able to go into this most fast place, you can distinguish two images that everyone else is saying, it's the same. The hand of God, my hand, it's the same. This is why one says about them, they are returned to their shortcoming. So shortcoming here means that they are returned to an N minus one dimension. So the dimension goes down one, it's a projection of a bigger reality, and they are returned to this so they can then see that this one shadow puppet is bringing more than one image out into the screen. Here there are oceans surrounding varieties of precious gems, not perceived except by each pearl diver who has a vast breath and can hold the breath for a long time, intensely passionate for the unseen. So this intense passionate passion to see the unseen is to enter into these worlds and say, which one is which and what is what? Now I have clarified for you the meaning of this tajalli, which is a night tajalli, which surrounds us a lighting place. So the night covering is a time of, of with the sexual imagery of the unseen. So nikah or sex or marriage in the unseen. Thus its heart pulsations cannot be numerated. If I tried to recite them, a divine, the divan would not be vast enough. Its work is strengthened by an assistant in the upper world and in this world. And there's an assistant in the other worlds in the lower one. So as we're trying to understand and see and be part of this and are passionate to dive into this ocean, we get assistance from three worlds. There is no other tajali combining in what comes from it two opposites. So now think about this these circles, so the one circle is here and the other circle is here. They could be one in front of the other. Or if you look at this red sphere down here, this point and this point, if I look at it this way, they're the same point. Only when I, the sphere rotates can I say, oh, these are two different points. These are two different points. So if I'm looking at them and I see two points and I know that they're in the same place, but I also know that they're separate. This is the Northern Hemisphere one and this is the Southern Hemisphere one. Then I'm able to see two opposites in one place. For example, pain and pleasure. So I can see the Northern Hemisphere is the pain and the, and the Southern Hemisphere is the pleasure. So I see one dot, one point, and yet I, and one is painful, one is pleasurable. It's the same place and the two opposites are in the same position. It is like the tajalli of the beloved radiating to the lover, while the beloved is embracing someone else and kissing him. With this sighting, he is in pleasure, and with this sighting, he is in pain. This sounds like it has to be from a personal experience. So, so you see your beloved, and you're delighted that, oh, there's my beloved. I'm such, I am so delighted and so happy, but he's kissing someone else. And so you say, oh no, such great pain. So this is how you see the same, same thing in two different contradictions. You see your beloved and you're delighted, but your beloved is kissing someone else, so you are in pain. And so that's uh, seeing the Northern Hemisphere and the Southern Hemisphere at the same time. Now, 
istilam is this is this rooting out. We've looked at that a little bit. And this is from, therefore, do I warn you of a fire blazing fiercely? And I think we won't have too much time, so I'll probably have to move over this one. But this is that you are looking for what's your image of the beloved in your heart, and everything else gets burnt away. You burn away everything else, and you root out everything else, so that all that's left is the single image of the beloved. And because you've rooted out everything else, and you and you. Uh, retain only a single image of the beloved, you are then honored. So that comes out here. That this that you are honored for having rooted out everything and having only one image of the beloved. This is why he وسلم, said, keep often to O you full of Jalal and Ikram as one of the dhikrs that you should often keep to. He associates Jalal with ikram, and Jalal is never mentioned in the sayings of the prophet, except ikram accompanies it. This is so as to preserve the surface traits of the creature and not banish its entity. So to preserve, when you have two images here, to preserve the one of them and not just flash it out and break it out, there is a preservation of it. This is karam. And this is this generosity that you can be preserved and be here while you are limited and you are not everything and the beloved's image is not everything but it is preserved for you so that both can stay it is what the lover who is an arif recognizes himself that is the magnification of the beloved and he prefers the beloved side over everything so root out burn away everything else i just want to stay with one image of the beloved so god honors him because he prefers him over everything else and I shall uh, recite the dhikr for us, inshallah. O sublime possessor of majesty and generosity. And you can see that nice font and typesetting that I've done there. <laughs> okay, now you notice that all of these passages have been very much condensed or uh, only the very few sentences. So this one is for me to read. So just sit back. It's a story and it should come to you as a story. So just sit back. Sahal, Sahal Atustari, which I think in Iran is Shushtar, but, and that's, I think, of, I think this is the place where he's from. So Sahal, our teacher and our leader, although not in the same world at the same moment, said, I encountered Iblis and I acknowledged him and he acknowledged me that I had acknowledged him. Between us, there was a discussion where we're going to try to invince the truth. He spoke to me and I spoke to him. The discussion between us advanced and the argument became prolonged to a place where I just stopped and he stopped. I was confused and he was confused. Well, at the last part was what he said to me, Osal, God is saying, my kindness vastly encompasses everything. So he spoke universally. And it is not hidden from you that I am a thing. So everything and I'm a thing, no doubt, because the word every requires encompassment and universality. And thing is the most indefinite of the indefinite nouns. Therefore, his merciful kindness vastly encompasses me. Sal said, by God, he made me speechless. He confused me with the subtlety of the argument's thread and is vanquishing me with this verse. He understood from the verse what I had not understood 
and he had learned from her and her indications what I had not learned. I just stayed there confounded, thinking desperately. I took to reciting the verse inside myself. Then when I got to his word in this verse, so I shall ordain her, the merciful kindness, the verse continues, my kindness vastly encompasses everything. So I shall ordain for her, for the ones who are aware of me and give charity and those who are ones with faith in our signs. So this general now says, those who are aware of me give charity and faith in our signs. I became cheered, so I said I became cheered. And I thought, surely I bested him with my argument. I showed him that which would break his back. And I said to him, oh, cursed one, God has restricted her, this kind mercy, to specific categorized beings, taking her outside of that universal phrasing when he said, so I shall ordain her. But he least smiled and said, oh, Sal, I never thought that ignorance would reach such a degree in you. And I never thought you were so. Do you not know, Sal, that grammatical restriction is your adjective? your distinguishing characteristic, not his, not the divine. So I'll say, then I shrunk into myself and my throat choked with spit and liquid rose to my palate. By God, I found no response and no door to shut before his face to hide my embarrassment. I knew he had been greedily coveting this and then he turned back and I turned back. By God, I don't know what happened afterwards. Indeed, God did not set a clear text which removed this ambiguity. Thus, the matter remains, according to me, upon the volition of his for his creation. I do not make a ruling for this eternal damnation or for a time period that ends or a time period that does not end. Then learn, my friend, now here's Ibnabi, that I went over the arguments resorted to, narrated from Iblis, and I see none remiss in, more remiss in argument than Iblis, nor any more ignorant than him among the ulama. So when I stood on his side, that is, look from his perspective to study this issue, which was narrated from Sahu, I was shocked. And I learned that Iblis had learned a lesson. There was no ignorance in it. So yes, Iblis was a teacher for Sahu for this issue. But as for us, we took this issue only from God. So Iblis cannot importune me for the favor in this issue, God be praised, nor for any other issues in the Futtahat. And this is what I am hoping for for the rest of my life. That is, his training will become straight from God and not from Iblis. <laughs> this is a basic issue, not a subsidiary issue. So yes, Iblis is waiting for and expecting God's merciful kindness, that it will be bestowed on him based on the very heart of gracious favor and universal generosity, which who obligated on the self of who. By means of this favor and generosity, who turns to receive the one who turns in repentance and makes amends. Thus, the determination belongs to God, the high, the great, too high, too great to be bound by grammatical limitations. Therefore, nothing is obligatory on God except what he obligated himself with. And what he obligated himself with was merciful kindness. And Omar, could you read those two uh, verses in the translation for us? وما لأحد عنده من نعمة تجزى ولسوف يرضى Thank you. And none has with him any favor for reward. So this is about importuning or doing something and wanting something in return. And so if I do something like do good deeds, 
and say, in return, in compensation, I want the garden, this is, this is an issue. So Ibn Arabi is saying, there is no such thing. There is no such compensation. Anyone and everyone will get felicity by the generosity of God, not by them doing something which forces God to do something for you. And soon they will all then attain complete satisfaction. Okay. So it's kind of perhaps a strange situation where you can say that the, the looking at quaternions and spinners and complex planes and all of these and oriented volumes moves directly into the idea of generosity and the idea that it's not our deeds which give us are recompensed or compensated and giving us something, but God does what God wants to do. And what God wants to do is they shall all attain complete satisfaction. So alhamdulillah, So thank you. Okay. Shall we start? Sure, sure. Um, let's see. Uh, okay. Uh, no, that's not a question. Um, Assalamu alaikum. The alighting places are different than alighting places in the book three cosmography. Also, I was wondering what's the meaning of who worship Allah for something, then that object is his object of worship. Does it canceling? Salatul Hajat. Okay. So in uh, chapter 22, we have the, the 19 alighting places, which are not 19, but go on to all these bigger numbers and bigger numbers. And Ibn Arabi throws some big numbers at us and says, and in fact, they can't even be counted. And so alighting places are, you could call them uh, climates or terrains, certain kinds of terrains. So there are about 19 terrains. In, the, in these enclosed fences. So 19 times 6, 114. So we're looking at something like that in chapter 22. And then the, uh, the, then the, the hadith, I think that's being referenced here is that if you went, if you emigrated, if you left uh, Mecca in the danger and went to Medina for a certain thing, a worldly purpose, then you get that worldly purpose. Uh, if you went there for the sake of God, then God is free then to give you whatever generosity God would like to give you. Um, kind of concentric circles. So, and so, and well, that's why we, we see spirals. We know in this dimension that we see spirals as a very, uh, that elucidating, place, that spirals are circles and they can have the same size, but they have also a vertical dimension as well. And so this is why we know instinctively that spirals are, are where we need to look. Because the, if I look above a spiral, all I see is a circle. But when I look sideways, then I see, oh, those circles are actually a spiral. They're, they're layered one on top of the other. And then when I see them layered one top of the other, I can see this one's that and that one's that. But when I see them this way and they just all meld into one circle, then I'm not seeing uh, the same thing. And then that's also the moment I can move them sideways like this, I can see two points 
which are opposites, but I see them as the same. And so I'm preserved. And that's when I see my beloved and I'm delighted. And then my beloved kissing someone else and then I'm in pain. So that's how all of that works. Um, is it possible to write the Arabic terms in the slides in Arabic script in parentheses? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, 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 can, I can do that. And I can email that also. Uh, we can do that. So Alizla is, is one and, and Lazza, they're, they're, some, some treat them grammatically as the same. So this fire, which is blazing and adhering to us is also similar to adhere to this dhikr. But they're, they're the one, there are two different um, writings of this root, although some of the lexicons put them together and say that it's the same word. But that's a big discussion. So. Are these movements what we know as expansion and contraction in our lives? Yes, so that's, so if, if we look at, back to that, we're on a plane and the sphere is coming through us. If we jump up one, one dimension, then there is some kind of entity, which is a single entity, an Ein Wachta. And that Ein Wachta is rotating and coming into the three dimensions that we are familiar with. And as it rotates and shows parts of itself to us, we see different things. And so one of the things we see is that as it rotates this way, we see something getting larger and larger. And when it rotates that way, we see it something getting smaller and smaller. So these, so the manifestation of this one entity, I'm going like this, but it could also be, and it is also zero dimension. And so it's the tiniest point which can't be seen, or you can think of it as this huge ball. When it rotates and then comes into the plane, we see different parts of this sphere. The same way the person on the plane can't see the whole sphere at one time, can only see sections of it, cross sections of it. And you can't go from cross-section to the reality. You have to go from reality to the cross-section. But then when you're trained to see that this cross-section represents this larger picture, then you can say things like, the breath of Ar-Rahman is my breath. And you can say things like, I don't know if my breath or it's Allah's breath. And you can say things like, my hand and Allah's hand. And that's when you're trained and able to see this cross-section, uh, to see that because in reality or in this bigger picture, all of these hands are the manifestation of this one entity, this Ein Wahda. Omar has a comment. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you, thank you, Shaib. Um, you know, very much on the topic of things coming up from uh, from a further dimension, from a hyper dimension, and 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 we see it one dimension less. So the sphere, the ball will start as a dot grow and then shrink and disappear, right? And, and so on. And, and you know, it says we will show them our signs in the horizons and within themselves. And, and, and even this, the fact that our three-dimensional reality can be presented exactly as it is in a two-dimensional reality where the two sides of the sphere are seen as one and it is confusing even within the physical realm. This is true. It's called the holographic principle, which is the principle that actually reconciles quantum physics with mechanical physics and it's becoming more and more mainstream, which actually shows that our world is a holographic projection from a two-dimensional di dimensional world. Whereas we see the ball, there it's a circle, 
but within the circle, within the two dimension are encoded the three dimensions. But if there is a creature there that is living in that area, which is the same as ours, you know, they're not, there is an infinite distance away, which means it's exactly here, right? So if there is a creature there, it's seeing things in two dimensions while we're seeing them in a three, three dimensions. And further, it means that in our three dimensions, we can encode a fourth dimension, which is apparent in the other reality. And this is not, this is not to claim that this is what, what the Sheikh was talking about. No, this is all the physical reality, not that spiritual reality. But the parallels, the parallels between what is here and there is like the signs. Each thing has, has a sign. Each thing, you know, we will show them our signs. And I just felt I wanted to say that because it's very striking. Yes, yes. That, that's why when I, his word ma'ana, meaning, I use the word meaning dimension, because everything, as you say, we see everything, it's all the same, but there's a meaning dimension that's perpendicular to all of these dimensions. So this three dimensions has, has an X, Y, and a Z axis, and then there is a perpendicular to that, there is the meaning, what it means. And so it looks the same to each person, but whoever can see the meaning knows what it really, what, so a meaning is then, in a sense, encoded within this action. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, so appreciation for the term grammatical limitations. Uh, let's uh, go into Sal. Sal, you should know that grammatical limitation is all about you. It's not the divine. The divine is not going to be grammatically limited. <laughs> it is a beautiful one. <laughs> Um, can you tell us more about what it means when Iblis says grammatical restriction is an adjective distinguishing characteristic applying only to humans and not God? So when we see a sphere, we are the ones who want to fence it in intellectually and say, here's the sphere. It's this and it's nothing else. And so we want to make a definition. We want to define. So we want to make a fence around it and say, this is what it is and it's nothing else. But if we were to see other perspectives and the meaning dimension, we would say, no, that thing is not the same as this other thing at all. Or we would say, this thing is the same thing as that, even though they look so different. And so we can, that, that's how in the mystic, language we talk about you know you talk about how things are connected how things that seem so different are really from one and then we think and then people say this is the same as that someone says no it's not this one's great and this one's not so uh, a kind word that is offered for god's sake to this other person that one has tremendous volume in meaning and yet it has in its wavelength it's the same wave as uh, just someone saying nonsense words so that's how, that's how we, we can see that meaning makes everything different. And then meaning also says everything is coming from the same place. And so it's, we, are, we, are stuck, we are stuck with time trying to distinguish them and say this happens and then that happens. Um, where if we see the whole, we have a completely different perspective. And so the mystic perspective is the one that says, has been able to see that all of this what we call reality is a projection of something that's higher and greater. So can we say that we can view Iblis role and ours as different spheres on the same line while from the inner they are sourced on a single point? Yeah, so the, the 
So that's when when the when the parties get together uh, at, after after the day of judgment, and the and uh, and Moses is saying, "Oh, Adam, look what you made us! You put us through all of this because of your approaching this tree." And then and then they all say, "Yeah, but look what good came out of that! It's a wonderful thing that we had, isn't it?" And everyone agrees. And then Iblis said, "You know, and I'm not so different from you either. I only did what I was told to do, and just the way you did, only what you were told to do." And so, uh, and they all thought, oh, that doesn't sound right. And then they say, well, you know, he's got a point. And so that is the, that is that why we, what we do is the rotation of this one entity in order to see itself in the mirror. So to, in order to see itself in the mirror, this one entity rotates itself and different images manifest in this one N minus one or one down uh, projection. So in order to see itself, it has to rotate. But to rotate, these kinds of images will come out. Some of those images will be images we like, and some of them will be images we don't like. But in the end, we'll know that all of them were for love and for mercy, and all of them will end up being for with love and with mercy. And so in, the, in between, we have our drama and we have our world, things we like and we don't like, and Iblis is doing this to us and we're doing that. Um, but in the end, the circle comes around, uh, the circle starts, the point of the circle is the first circle and the, the first notch, and then the moment you make the first notch, you've made the last notch. And so if you see it this way, that the Nur Muhammad is here in the first notch and then ends up with the Nur Muhammad and the intercession for all creation, then you see that the moment the Nur Muhammad was made, imaged, then the entire circle of life to ending with the intercession of all creation is the same point. And so when you see it that way, see we're on the other parts of the circle, we're saying, oh, I only see four o'clock and I only see six o'clock. But if we could see the circle as a whole, we would know that the first and the last is the mercy, and that Muhammad was sent as the mercy for all the worlds. And we would see that it's all going to come together and end where it began and begin where it ends. <laughs> so. And I'll, 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 send the, I'll send the PDF to this uh, Gmail address. Thank you. If you need the PDF, uh, go ahead and put your email on the chat, inshallah. If everyone will benefit from the generosity, the mercy of Allah, why then religions push toward values, ihsan, doing good deeds? For example, the Quran often talks about the compensation idea. What's the point then of good deeds? Thank you for clarifying. Okay, so this is, again with the circle, if you see the circle as a whole and you begin to talk about the mercy of the whole, you're looking at the full picture. If you're only looking at sections, then you see things differently. And in sections, it's no good for someone to me when I'm in pain, it's no good for someone to come to me, oh, you're at 4.30, you're at 7.30. Don't worry, it started out good and it's going to end good. <laughs> that doesn't help me at 7.30 or 6.30. So therefore, religions or the way they to understand the manifestation of this entity in the reality that we are familiar with, they work with our language and our language has time in it and our language has differentiation in it. And our language has definitions and compensation and all of that. So we are told, do this to compensate because we are, so if you, if you think about if we were, 
I mean, we're created a certain way. We have a, a nafs, we have a self, and that self wants things. If it didn't want things, nothing would happen. So if we just sat there, we're, if we're two-year-old and you don't have any self, sense of self, then you're not going to get any food. You're not going to go away from a hot place. You're not going to go away from a cold place and warm yourself up. You're not going to do anything. And so therefore you have a self which drives you. And so the self has to be driven. And so if the way to drive me to do certain things is to say, you will be compensated for it, that's the language that my self understands. My heart might be, know other languages. So the heart might know, do this for whether you're recompensed or not. God will take care of, the, care of you whether you do something this way or do something that way. That could be maybe the heart language, but the self language, and it's a legitimate language, says, show me what is good for me and I'll go for that. And that's called the law, the Sharia. The Sharia is saying, this is what will help you self do things. And you'll be happy if you could do these things. Treat people this way, treat your parents this way, be generous, give charity, pray, all of these things. So that's at the level of Sharia, of that this is what the self can understand. As I see it, good deeds lead us to gradually transform into glimpsing the one. Yeah, and so that's, and part of the happiness of the self is to say, you see, when you do something good, not only do you have something good come back to you, you see the larger picture. And that is your true, what you're really seeking is not just your selfish desires, but is your true self's desire, which is to see the divine. Um, is this the one and the many hands, the drop of water in the ocean? Right. So you can separate here. Here's a drop of water. Here's an ocean. You put the drop. Now I can't see which one is the drop, which one's the ocean. Um, there's the ocean in the drop, the drop in the ocean. And so this is how what mystics begin to speak these ways, because you're trying to say how you can describe that the water has that if I, there are places that I can take out and say, here's the water, it's still the same water. But when it's in the water, then it's very clear that it's all one, it's all connected, it's all the same manifestation. Right, beautiful. A few weeks ago, we saw that there's only Allah, whoops, it just moved on me. Okay. And we human are contraction projection of Allah's being. Is that the case for jinn and shaitan? I would appreciate clarifying those ideas and to reconcile the ideas of oneness with evil. Okay. So what Ibn Arabi is doing when he says that, that to make this connection of love, there, that there's a, you have to have a correlation. And so there's one category of being which has a correlation to the divine and that is loved in that way by the divine so that God looks at itself, himself, herself. And so that correlation is given to one species, and that is they're going to be the ones who um, are made in the image and flush against the image of the divine. They're the ones who understand ownership of other species, and they understand being acted from behind. And so those three correlations to the divine make us the ones that God loves and sees him, her, itself in the image that we are. Now, no other species has the thought that they own someone else. So animals don't own each other. Plants don't think I own this mineral. Minerals don't think I own these jinn. Angels don't think they own anyone. 
So anyone who says, I don't own anything, I'm just a creature, creation of God, they are the ones who are not the human being. So the man and the woman, the human being, thinks that they own because they're given this divine experience of ownership. And, but then to make it complete, we have to say, I'm able to own, there's something about ownership in me, but I must free the slaves. And everything is telling me, free the slaves, don't have slaves, don't be an owner. So that is, so the correlation is there so that I can be loved. And then I'm then told that the correlation is there, but you are not God. You look like God, but you're not God. So I have to say, I look like God and I look like an owner, but I am not God. And therefore I'm not going to own and free the slaves and so on. Evil can only be understood in the context of creation. So that's the, the off and on and, and in and out. And so, and so, for Ibn Arabi uses the word good and bad. Good is existence and bad is non-existence. And so we come from the bad, we come from non-existence and enter into the good. So just being is to be in the good. Meaning dimension is the shish in the shish kebab. There it is, the shish in the shish kebab, absolutely. There you so that is the, the, and that's the common line. That's the thread that lines us all together. That's the thread that connects us. Yes, there it is. That's the meaning dimension. And it is a line of origin, not a point of origin. Wonderful. So Kulhu Allahu Ahad is doubled with Allah and Adam, alayhi salam, or Nur Muhammad, salallahu uh, salam, or both. Um, yeah, so that back to our, when we when we talked about that that there are many verses that have a a that are dual verses that they they speak to one uh, party and then they speak to the other party, and Kulhulahuad speaks to the party of Allah and then the one who is is Allah in the names, and so Adam and Eve are taught all of the names, so they are the names of Allah. And, the, and so the and so that speaks to both parties and you, and, you, and just the way there's nothing like him speaks to both parties I keep seeing the Mobius and wonder if there is any relationship to a double helix uh, yeah yeah I mean the, these the, the way the way these these are, are intertwining and then are, and are moving through through time. That's, that's also the way spirals are moving through time. Um, and then we, we did notice, I think I still have it, yeah, that when you take the, the non-orientable the non single surface of this, this one here, that when you cut it once, um, you, get the, you get a four loop, you get a loop which has four sections. And so you remember we were saying that those four sections are so important because it's not only to be, you were dead, I made you alive, you will die again, and then you have eternal life. So those are four. The four also first, last, outward, inward. And the four are also, my mother gave birth to her father. Those are four. And then after you cut that, you get this. If you break that one more time, you get this. And so that tells us that after you uh, make a cross section of the Mobius strip, twice, you get life. <laughs> so there we go. Does that look like your life? There we go. <laughs> okay. 
Can we then say that evil is a specific rotation of the sphere, a specific projection of the being of Allah? Yeah, and so, uh, and so, and I mean, uh, that's why I don't use the word evil because we have good evil morality and all of that. Uh, good bad is another way of looking at it. And so, and so, uh, with things that we think are good and bad. So the sun's uh, heat, the sun is is one entity. And Ibn Arabi says, when the launderer, when the dobi, goes to the river to wash the clothes, and so the dobi, his face gets darker and darker in the sun. And the clothes, the white clothes that he puts out on the rock get whiter and whiter. So he says it's the same sun, but one of them makes his face darker and makes the clothes lighter. So that's how, and so you say, well, one, this must be a darkening sun and this must be a lightening sun. No, it's one sun. So that's how we're trained to begin to see that one sun comes up and gives us this and gives us its opposite as well. And so this is why Ibn Arabi says there are two places in the final destination, the garden and the hellfire. They are two sisters, Jannat and Jahannam. And he says that those who are cold and need to be warm will go here. And those who are temperate and need to stay temperate will be here. And both are beautiful, merciful places to be. But the ones with this constitution need this, the one with this constitution need that. So it really throws us out of morality and good and bad and all that even. Thank you, Shuaib. Thank you so much. Okay. Good, yeah, so I'll, I'll go ahead and try to send the, the PDF to the people if given the email. And I have a number of people who've given email before and we'll try to send them each time. So.